Hey, everybody. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast, a podcast focused on normalizing everyday challenges such as mental health, addiction, grief, divorce, loss, and many more. I hope this episode inspires you to be your best self and to live your dream life one day at a time. Hey everybody, welcome back to Mental Health Monday. My name's Madison and I'm so happy you're here today. We are going to be talking about mental health and addiction, how the two are tied together, what I've learned from my journey with mental health and addiction, and I'm going to give you guys a little life update. So my life update is I have been trying to learn to ski for the past probably like two years. And let me tell you, it is hard. I, one, it's physically like a lot. Two, mentally, you have to have uh, so many ways to like get rid of fear and different things to just like creep up in your mind when you're just, you know, going face first down the mountain. And so that's been such a cool journey for me. It's something I've wanted to learn how to do for a long time. And now that I'm doing it, I'm like, okay, this is so fun and cool, but also this is so much work. And it's honestly such a good, just a reminder that nothing that we really want to do or be good at comes easy and everything takes a lot of practice. And it's so quick to like see other people doing things and being like, man, I wish I was as good as them or, you know, different things like that. And so we were coming home yesterday and I was telling my boyfriend, I was like, one of my little challenges is like, I don't have to be the best at everything, but like I want to, you know, and that is a me problem. That's something that I have to work on. So then I'm out there 31 skiing next to like six year olds that are freaking killing it. And I have to like remind myself to not compare myself to a six year old on the ski slopes and like, what the heck? But that is what I've been going through. And so I just wanted to share that because I was literally like giggling with my boyfriend yesterday about how I was like comparing myself to a six-year-old on the ski slopes and I need to instead just like embrace my own journey and that like I'm where I'm supposed to be and I don't need to you know wish I was further along or wish I was faster or you know anything like that. So that's been something that's been fun, but also like a journey of learning to be confident in myself, uh, as well as learning to like stop comparing myself, because I definitely have struggled with both of those things. Okay, so let's get into it. Mental health and addiction. So I personally used alcohol and drugs to suppress emotions, to suppress anxiety and depression for all of my 20s. At the time, I didn't realize I was doing this. And I think that's pretty common. A lot of times when you're caught up in addiction, you don't really realize that like, oh, I actually am using alcohol or drugs to not go out and drink because I'm fun and I'm a social drinker, but because I'm dealing with a lot of pain and I don't know how to deal with those pains or those emotions. So instead, I'm just going to suppress them. I'm going to drink. I'm going to do something to give me that instant relief or that instant kind of feel good. And uh, whenever I, probably about a year maybe before I quit drinking, I was at this kind of like speaker meeting. And so this guy was sharing about just his life story really. And in there he says just like a quick snippet saying, anytime you drink or do drugs, it's to celebrate or to medicate. And honestly, I have no idea what else the guy talked about. He said that. And I was like, 
oh no, because at the time I knew that I was drinking every day and I was also addicted to weed, Adderall, Xanax, and I was dabbling in shrooms because all of those things mixed together didn't make me feel good, believe it or not. And so at the time I am like starting to come to terms with the fact that I am addicted to all these different things. And so this guy says this and it's kind of like a smack in the face to me. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'm now determined to prove this guy wrong. And the reason I felt like that is because I knew that if he was right, I was using alcohol and drugs every day to medicate because I hadn't had anything to celebrate in a long time. And by that, I mean, probably the most exciting thing I'd had to celebrate was like getting divorced, which like, I don't even know if that's something like, you know, it's just, (laughs) there's mixed feelings on like, you know, celebrating something like that. And so, uh, I start to, you know, kind of realize over probably the next six months to a year that I have a problem with alcohol and drugs. I have a very addictive personality. I love to not be sober. And if you offer me a drink, it's impossible for me to say no and then not have six more. So I start to realize this through, you know, just small things here and there. And then one day I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've literally been drinking or doing drugs every single day for the past at least two years. And most days for the past, you know, 10 years. And that's not any way to live. And it literally was just like this realization that I came to one day and I was like, uh, I don't know how I got here, but like, we gotta, we gotta do something different. So at this point, when I have this realization, I'm about to go to Austin, Texas with my boyfriend. And so I'm like, "Mm, addiction problem for after I get back, because I'm trying to take an edible on the plane and drink a vodka soda on the plane and then get drunk the whole time we're there. And then when I come back, I'll, you know, deal with this. So I did. So I go to Austin, Texas. I get drunk for a couple days. I come back. I quit drinking and my body literally goes into shock. I get really depressed. I get really anxious. I start to have, you know, just all these cravings, withdrawals, just all these different things happen. And so I start going back to see a psychiatrist and I like get back, you know, into therapy a lot more, all these different things. And I tell my therapist I'm having all these, you know, problems after I quit drinking. I tell her how much I'd been drinking for how long, you know, it was just super honest and candid. And she was like, yeah, no wonder you feel like that. Essentially what you were doing is every single day you were going and you were giving yourself this artificial dopamine through alcohol, through drugs. And then one day you just took it all away and your body was like, ah, what about that dopamine? Because what you're doing most of the time when you use alcohol or drugs is your body is missing dopamine or serotonin, which are the drugs that are the chemicals in your brain that make you happy. And since you don't have enough of those, you're like, Ooh, I can go get that quick dopamine hit from taking a shot from smoking a blunt from all these different things that we do. And so I realize that for, you know, the past 10 years, instead of dealing with the fact that I had pretty bad undiagnosed anxiety and depression, I just drank every time I felt uncomfortable or smoked every time I was anxious. And that's the life that I'd been living. That's what I'd been doing. And it was just so, so unhealthy. And so I realized this and I start, you know, going and realizing like, oh, okay, I got to do some work on myself because what happens when I get anxious is I want to drink. I want to do a drug. And I talked to you guys on the codependency episode where like I was in a situation that made me so uncomfortable that now 2024 Madison said, I can't believe I gave up alcohol and drugs before this moment because something had happened that made me so uncomfortable that I wanted to go back to those old ways of dealing with those uncomfortable feelings of dealing with that anxiety because I didn't feel 
feel like maybe I could get through that time without it or, you know, whatever the case may be. And we tell ourselves all these stories of like why we need to drink, why we need to smoke, why we need to self-medicate. And then instead of getting the help we need, we just keep justifying it. And I caught myself, you know, in that spiral for a really long time, I would be like, oh, well, you know, if so-and-so wasn't like this, then I wouldn't drink. Or if this wasn't going on in my life, then I wouldn't drink. Or if this was better in my life, then I wouldn't drink. I had an excuse for every day of the week. And the reality is I didn't know how to deal with it all these different things that were happening and going on in my life. And instead of dealing with them, going to therapy, getting to the bottom of it, getting into faith, giving my life over to God, instead of trying to make everything happen on my own, I was just, you know, going for any, you know, quick fix, anything that I could do to just get that temporary relief. And so what I learned through all of this is that addiction normally equals untreated anxiety, depression, trauma, something like that, that you haven't dealt with. And those secrets are that, you know, whatever it is, is literally making you sick and, uh, alcoholism, like you don't get to choose it. Like you don't get to choose if you have an addictive personality. I'm the kind of person that I have such an addictive personality that whenever I quit drinking Mountain Dew, I drank like several Mountain Dews every day for like several years. And then when I quit, literally this is how addicted I was to Mountain Dew. I one day had to leave a fast food restaurant because they had one of those fountain beverage machines with Mountain Dew there. And I just felt like it was like staring at me, you know, like, Ooh, come have some Mountain Dew, even though you have it in a week and you want me so bad. And that is how serious like my, you know, just like addictive mindset and addictive personality is. And that's not something that I chose, but it's something that now that I'm aware of it, I have to do the things that I need to do to, you know, deal with the, not only the mental health aspects, but also the addiction And so I am in AA, I'm in therapy. I know I've shared a lot about that, but what I've learned more than anything is that addiction equals a a time where you have no faith, no hope, no excitement, and all those things equal what your life is like without God. And uh, so I quit drinking. I had quit drinking for about three or four months and guess what? My life wasn't getting better. And so now I'm pissed because now I'm like, I don't even drink. My life is so boring. I'm not fun. You know, all these narratives I'm telling myself and I'm like, and on top of that, things aren't even getting better. And it was because I was trying to do this journey alone. And then about three, four months after I quit drinking, I went got went and got into AA. And I had so much anger and resentment around getting into AA. I didn't want to be one of those people that needed AA. I didn't, you know, I just felt so much shame towards, you know, my addiction as well as the fact that not only did I need to quit that addiction, but now I also need to go to a support group. Like I'm making up all these narratives where I'm projecting all this shame onto myself that the reality is nobody was projecting onto me. I was projecting that onto myself. So I end up in an AA meeting and I just have this profound moment where I realize like never in my life have I been in a room of people where I felt connected, connected and understanding with every single one of them because we've all been through the same journey to some extent. We've all had the same challenges. You know, it's manifested or showed up different ways, but we're all, you know, here for the same reason to do the same work. And it's so cool once now I've been in AA for, oh, you know, a little over a year. And so now I love going to meetings. I love sharing. I love just learning different things. I actually have Well, I'll actually share that on the next episode once it's a little further along, but I have like kind of an exciting thing happening in the world of like my recovery from addiction. But really what I've learned is once I started going to AA, 
I realized I had to give my life over to God. And so a big part of AA is AA is a spiritual program. So you have to give your life over to your higher power, God, but it's God as you understood him. It's not any particular God. It's literally whatever you choose your higher power to be. And so once I finally get into AA, give my higher power, give like give my life over to my higher power, you know, accept that I need God to fix my life, accept that I can't do this life on my own, then life magically starts to get better. And I say magically because, you know, at this point I had, you know, I thought, oh, if I just get on medication for anxiety, then I'll feel better. And then, you know, realized you have to do work beyond just like getting on medication, you know. And for me, that's looked like, you know, therapy, AA, it's looked like going to speak about, you know, addiction at behavioral health, but most importantly, it's looked like getting my life together with God because I know as long as I'm spiritually fit and as long as I can wake up every day and give my life over to God day in, day out and pray my way through the day that I'm going to get through that day and I'm not going to have a drink and I'm not going to, you know, need to rely on any of those old substances that I used to rely on to get me through the day. And so this is your little encouragement. Like maybe you're struggling with mental health, you're struggling with, with addiction, you've tried everything, like have you given God a try? Because I thought I had tried everything until I gave God a try. And then I was like, oh my gosh, look at God just showing up, showing out and just doing so much. Everything from, you know, just little changes in my life to big changes in my life. And just so many things that just as I go throughout, you know, my days and my weeks now that I know are just like little winks from God of like, man, like I'm finally getting it right. I'm finally on the right path, on the right journey. And it took 31 years, but you know, now we're here. And so that's your little encouragement. I do a Faith Friday episode. So if you're like, okay, yeah, maybe that's me. Where do I start? Check out Faith Friday. I talk a lot about the Bible on those episodes in a way that's like pretty easy to understand and in kind of everyday terms. So that is what I wanted to share with you guys today about mental health, about addiction, how they're tied, how I kind of learned they were tied together. And most importantly, how I learned that being in addiction and struggling with mental health is usually also life without God. And if you're able to just accept that you probably can't do life, you know, completely on your own, you do need your higher powers help. You do need God's help. You can, you know, just kind of make the decision to commit to do that today. And if you're like, okay, yeah, I want to do that, but what does that look like? Literally, (laughs) this is how I started. This is a real story. Whenever I realized I needed to give God a try, I was literally just like, Hey God, uh, it's me. I, uh, guess you can hear this. Um, things haven't been going so well and I could really use your help and I don't know where to start, but could you help me? Literally, it was something like as simple as that. Like me just like awkwardly being like, hello out there. Are you listening? (laughs) And you know, then I started to get more comfortable with it and started to incorporate it more into my everyday life. But really it's just all about just committing to just have that, you know, small moment of just prayer time with God where you're just going to, you know, commit that, you know, you need his help to be able to get through this season through mental health addiction, whatever that looks like. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'll be back on Wednesday. If you guys have anything you guys want to know about when it comes to just like mental health or addiction, questions about my journey, feel free to DM me. I'll link my Instagram in the show notes if you guys want to connect. And as always, happy healing, babes. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. I'm your host, Madison. 
If you want to get tuned into more episodes, you can click the follow button in the top right-hand side of your phone screen. This will actually notify you when new episodes are published. If you love this episode, please leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps with the show. And last but not least, if you thought of someone during this episode that you were like, hmm, I really need my mom, my bestie, my sister to hear this episode, please share with a friend. And as always, happy healing, babes.